Welcome to a midweek special of NL Full Time. I'm Luke Edwards, and even though it's on the BT Sport cameras this evening, I'm down here at Moss Lane for Altrincham against Solihull Moors, and I'm going to give my thoughts throughout the game, and then we'll run through the midweek results afterwards and see how that's affected the table in the National League. So not far away now from kickoff, and I've got a guest with me this evening. He's a voice that everyone knows. It is Dicky Wharton. Good evening, Dicky. Good evening, Luke. It's uh, good to be here. What an atmosphere. It's, it's um, football for a fiver and it's been taken up really well. Of course, the football's on uh, BT Sport tonight, but so to counter that, they've, they made tickets really cheap and they're expecting around 2,000 and the atmosphere is um, building up, isn't it? It's absolutely buzzing outside the ground. I've just um, made my way up the M6 and got here. Um, probably a little bit later than I would have liked, but yeah, there's, uh, the, the crowd's out, so it's tremendous. And it, an awful lot of younger people here as well, which I think is a really, really good thing. You know, obviously altering and looking to build their fan base. Um, and, you know, tonight's a really good occasion for it. Yeah, and the pitch has been relayed. The pitch is looking the best I've ever seen it, probably here at Moss Lane. <laughs> uh, yes, I think probably one of my last but one here visit with Telford. I remember there being uh, sections of tarpaulin laid out in front of the goal to our left-hand side to keep the rain off it, and even that didn't, didn't uh, do the trick. But yeah, the, the pitch is looking really, really good. Um, there's obviously some investment going into the club, um, and it's great to see. Altrincham take the lead, and it's a goal from the on-loan Fleetwood player, a brilliantly named Barry Bagley, and uh, it's fair to say, Dick, it's come against the run of play, hasn't it? It has a bit. It's been, it's been more solid hole, but that was a really, really nice finish from Bagley there. Just latching onto it in the penalty area, left-footed. Um, Sounds like a bit of a throwback with that name, but uh, yeah, a good old centre-forwards finish there. Yeah, saying it's like one of those custom plays you get on Football Manager and they're like, they're just the head appears and they've got a generic face with brown hair. It's that sort of name. But yeah, he took a Wells, a lovely reverse pass and as Dickie said, Bagley blasted it past Ryan Boot. But uh, up until then, Solihull had had the... Uh, Certainly the better openings, but it's 1-0 to Altrincham. It's nearly 2-0 to Altrincham. It's Josh Hancock got himself to some space there, and Ryan Boot just he fumbled it round the post in the end, didn't he? Yeah, he did. The pace has gone out of the game a little bit after that uh, early start, but is this a good chance for Altrincham from the corner? Yeah, headed away in the end. Solihull will want to uh, clear it away, but yeah, it's been... It was all Solihull to Altrincham scored, and it's been Altrincham in control, really. They're in again, though, is chance now and it's crossed in and it's oh it's a good block actually and Altrincham playing some really good football at times aren't they they are I think uh, any fans watching this any neutrals watching this on BT Sport I think one will be impressed by the occasion this evening you know a, a, a proper football ground here at Moss Lane and, it, and it's you know got a good number of people in it and Altrincham are playing some really good stuff So it's half-time, it's 1-0 to Altrincham and Solihull dominated the opening 10-15 minutes. Looked like they were the ones who were going to take the lead, but uh, then Altrincham scored a beautiful goal and since then they've been the ones who probably looked a bit more likely to add to the total, haven't they? Yeah, they have. I think on the balance of, of who's played the better football in that, I think Altrincham are well worth a 1-0 lead at half-time. Most of the Solihull chances have come from, you know, their, their, their half-chances. Adam Rooney, you know, head kicks gone over the bar. Um, Callum Maycock had a, an effort from the edge of the box which he snatched out a bit but, but that's it for Solihull they're, they're half chances whereas Altrincham have been purposeful in when they've got into the penalty area they've looked, they've looked far more like it and they look far more likely to win this game at the moment 
We're just saying if you're watching this at home on a BT, it's been quite an entertaining game, hasn't it? Not had loads of chances, but there's been a lot of pace to the game, hasn't it? And a lot of good football played. The house, I think you'd be sticking with it. I think if there's some, um, you know, d- despite what the other attractions are on a, on a Tuesday evening, if this is the game you've got on, I think you've probably seen enough in there to, to make you think you'd stay around for the second half. Well, what starts the second half it is for the visitors, Solihull Moors. We're barely a minute into it, and they've equalised through Justin Donoware. And you, you were saying, wow, at the defending there, Dickie. Yeah, I mean, Altrincham just seemed like he completely fell asleep there, and Donoware was suddenly in behind. Only got Matt Gould to beat, and he did so. Absolutely thumping finish past him. There's about 75 Solihull fans behind the goal. They love that one. And yeah, game on there, one each. You're definitely sticking with this one if you watch it on TV. Yeah, fair play. They've... Uh, They've not stayed at home and watched on telly they are here tonight and they've had something to celebrate. I was just thinking, we'll do a little update and lo and behold, Solihull go and score and it was a carbon copy to the equaliser and the substitute has come on, Joe Sabara. It was, as soon as he went through, he didn't look like he was going to miss, did he? No, d- different type of finish, but very, very cool there. Slips it underneath Matt Gould from, what, eight, ten yards out? But, but yeah, really lovely play to, to play him in behind. I mean, we said when he was introduced that uh, you know, probably a little bit more nimble and, and a bit quicker up front than Danny Newton had been and uh, he's, he's proved the worth of his introduction there yeah really good bench for Solihull the, the fact they can bring on Andrew Dallas and Sabara says it all really doesn't it and they've got Rooney still on as well yeah it does there, there, there is, there's some strength in depth at Solihull there um, you know that's that's clearly one thing that, that Altrincham don't have at the moment with some of the injury problems they've got you know, they started this game really, really strongly and they might still have something to say about how it ends, but um, Solihull have got stronger as this game's gone on and then I think they're probably deservedly in the lead now. Yeah, quarter of an hour to go in this one. Dickie, have we just seen save of the season from Ryan Boot? Absolutely amazing save there from Ryan Boot. I think it was, was it Josh Hancock got through and had the shot. Yeah. It looked like it took a deflection. Boot is going the wrong way and then manages to adjust himself to his right. The crowd thought that was in. There was a huge roar from them and the ball just dribbles wide of the post. Fantastic save. Altrincham knocking at the door, mate. What a cross that was from Tom Pearce. And Barry Bagley came in at the far stick and again it looked like it was going in. It just went wide in the end. Goals leading a little bit of a charmed life at times for Solihull. I mean, that one, another one that just dribbles across the face of the goal and rolls out for a goal kick. But... uh, yeah, I mean, Altrincham, they're not giving this one up. They're certainly not giving this one up, but um, just holding on at the moment. And Andrew Dallas down, they'll want to take advantage of this, just slow this down as much as they can. Yeah, time ticking down for Altrincham. We've had the allotted amount of stoppage time now. It's Ryan Boot is going to take a free kick. You imagine this will be the last action. The, uh, that is it it's uh, Solihull who've come from behind in the end and Altrincham like on Saturday took the lead and ultimately didn't get the result and would you say it's, it's a difficult one actually Joe might have been fair because Altrincham had enough chances unbelievable say by Ryan Boot um, Altrincham could have been two or three up at half time as well yeah I mean, there wasn't a huge amount to choose between the teams on the night I think Solihull's um, I think for creating the, the, the clearer opportunities in the second half, in the way that in the first half, the clearer opportunities were the ones made by Altrincham, and ultimately it's come down to finishing, um, and, and the two finishers from Solihull uh, have just outdone them in the end. 
Yeah, Solihull players just going over to the small band of travelling fans who made this trip up to um, celebrate. We'll get reaction and we'll run through the fixtures in the National League, the North and the South, and we'll give you our thoughts on those. So me with the match winner Joe Sparrow and uh, great come from behind win in the end. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Altrincham are a very good side. They put us, gives a good game, but uh, thankfully we uh, got the three points in the end. What was the message at half time? Because you started off really well, then Altrincham scored probably against a run of play, then maybe got into it, but then you came out really sharp second half, didn't you? I think, uh, I think. Well, I didn't really hear much because I was warming up, but uh, I think it would have just been a raise. Everybody did raise it 20, 30 percent because. Uh, First half didn't reflect what sort of team we are, but you look at the second half, you couldn't have asked for a better start to the second half, and I think that put us in a good position to go and get the three points. Great to do it in front of the TV cameras as well. Yeah, I mean, they would have lost a few subscriptions seeing my face on it, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, it's always nice to score on TV. And, uh, again, really good season for yourselves so far in those playoff places, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, we're a very good team. We've uh, obviously we've had a few new players in over the summer, and I think... It's gelling together on a great run of form at the minute and hopefully it can continue. So Neil, another good win for you coming from behind tonight. Yeah, um, I thought we started the game really well. Looked a better team for 15 minutes. When they scored, it felt a bit out of the blue. And then we lost mm. our way for 10 or 15 minutes and I thought they looked like they was going to get another. Um, and then we regained our composure last 10 minutes of the, the, the first half and I think we then carried on and started the second half. How we finished the first and uh, we played with a bit more freedom in the second half and it showed. Pat on the back for the substitution? Um, no, we, we've got a good squad, you know. I thought Ozzy was excellent tonight. He's building up his minutes on his way back from injury and to be able to bring Ozzy off and bring Joseph Barra on, who's your top scorer, is not, not a bad thing to do. So it's, it's, it's good to have them and have the players all fit at the moment, but we know it's a long season. Was it a potential, not a banana skin, a big crowd here tonight in front of the TV cameras? Was it one of those where you had to show character? I think you have to show it in every game. Um, you know, we had to show a different side against Halifax on Saturday. You just have to dig in. You have to find a way to to, to win the game. You have to not let your heads drop when you go behind. Um, you have to have belief in yourself. And at the moment, the boys have managed to sort of keep all of them things going. Um, it's a long season, though. You know, we just need to yeah. be in this position with 10 games to go. Everyone looks at Wrexham, Stockport, Knox County. You've quietly slipped up and gone into uh, the playoff places. Do you like it like that? And that nobody's really talking about Solihull either this season? Yeah, well, I had it for the last two seasons with Knox. Obviously, they were big clubs, so everybody was looking at us at favourites. So I've experienced that side, and it's quite nice to just go slip under the radar. But, well, obviously, uh, we'll be on everyone's radar if we keep winning. Yeah, it's, it's going great for you this season as well. You've got that FA Cup tire of Wigan as well coming up. Yeah, no, it's good. They've got loads of good games coming up. You know, we've got Yeovil Saturday, then we've got Wigan, Knotts uh, County, Chesterfield, Grimsby. We've got all them coming up in the next five or six games. So it'll be nice to go in there in the form we're in and see whether we can keep it going. And, and how's it been for you? Obviously, you dropped down from Knotts County to what's perceived as a smaller club. How's it been for you? Fantastic. Loved every minute of it. We've got great chairman, vice chairman, board. Um, players, you know, got an unbelievable team spirit. Um, we've added a bit of quality to that, and it's just now trying to get them a little bit of belief and believe in what they do. Trying to be not soft away from home, trying to have a bit of resilience, trying to have different ways to win games, not just playing nice, pretty football, having a dig in like we did on Saturday. So, um, yeah, we're we're trying to give everything because that's that's what you need to win a league. So we're start in an empty main stand now at Moss Lane. Uh, the league are here. Ollie's here from the league. We're having a nice chat with him. Um, but the other results tonight, some really interesting results. Grimsby went into the evening, top of the table, and 
they've lost their second game of the season, a 1-0 defeat at Wheelstone, Matt Buse with the goal there and they don't like Tuesday nights away from home, Grinsby, do they? <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think their only other defeats come on a Tuesday night away from home as well as when they headed south. So, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be hoping not for uh, to have any fixtures of that sort anytime soon. But, uh, you know, we joke about that really seriously. I mean, you know, Grimsby are going well. It, it, it's a bump in the road, but it, it's a bump. You know, you, you'd expect them to get back on track fairly soon. Yeah, Chesterfield are second, just a point behind now. And it was that man, Kabango Shimangri, who got the winner again against Eastley. And he just can't stop scoring, can he? No, he can't. I mean, this is exactly why Shimangri was signed. You know, the, the firepower at Chesterfield, you know, with likes of Rowe, Aquasia Sante is, is still injured, hasn't come back yet. You know, they've got, you know, riches in that forward line. But Shimangri is the, is, the, is the jewel in that crown, isn't he? And he's showing exactly why they, they spent the money on him and exactly why they're giving him the kind of contract that they have. A former Chesterfield player, Scott Bowden, he got the winner for Bournemouth at Kings Lynn and Kings Lynn still haven't scored first in any game this season and another 1-0 defeat for them, but a good win there for Bournemouth? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it doesn't, doesn't matter how you do it. You know, it's, it's about getting the results, isn't it? You know, it might be only uh, a, a single goal there, but it, it's enough. Uh, it must be difficult being in that position, Kings Lynn, you know, if you, if you are consistently going behind in games, you know, that... It, it, I don't know how that must feel every time, you know, to, to, to go behind in a game and, and to know that you've not come from behind or you very rarely come from behind to get any points. You know, that's the kind of thing that, that starts to grind teams down after a while. So, you know, they'll, they'll be, well, clearly need to, you know, make some changes there. Yeah, Halifax are in fourth position. Another 1-0 win this time. It's Kieran Green, a player you've seen play a few times for Blythe and York, and he got the winning goal. Yeah, he did. That's a, that's a really, really good result for Halifax. Dagenham and Redbridge, they've beaten this mm-hmm. evening, you know, a, a fellow team in the top seven still, just Dagenham and Redbridge in seventh, Halifax in fourth. But yeah, you know, Pete Wilde and, uh, and his team had defying, well, I would say defying expectations. Mm-hmm. Maybe that shouldn't be the case anymore. You know, mm-hmm. we they're, they're, they're up there consistently enough for us to, you know, view Halifax as, as contenders. Yeah, and as we mentioned, uh, you heard there for Neil Hardley, Solihull up to fifth after their victory here this evening at Aldrigan. Bromley, a late, late equaliser for them at Notts County there into sixth position. Uh, two games in hand as well for Bromley, so they'll be sides looking over the, the shoulders nervously at Bromley, won't they? Yeah, they will. It's decidedly close, isn't it? You know, there's there's not a huge amount of, of points separating these teams at the top. Um, I had a word with Ryan Barnett, the, the, the Solihull player there, just after this game here, and he's he's spoken about Solihull and how they're happy to fly under the radar. You spoke about Bromley doing the same thing. All of these teams that you might say that, you know, they're living in possibly the shadow of, of the big spenders like your Stockports and your Wrexhams. We say this every week, mm. but, you know, you've got to go out there and deliver, and these teams are doing it. The reason we haven't mentioned Stockport and Wrexham are because they're in 10th and 11. Both have lost again. Stockport lost at home to Barnet, where there was 15 minutes of stoppage time. Now, really bad injury to Joe Widdison, so we, we wish him well. More pressure on Simon Rusk. And also, it's not a good night if you call Phil Parkinson, because Wrexham, uh, a lot of fanfare down at Maidenhead tonight. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney have turned up. There was media galore. There was stuff on Twitter. But they went 2-0 down early on. They had Brian Hosanna sent off as well. They did fight back, didn't they, in the end. But then Maidenhead scored late on, didn't they, through... Um, through Kelly and uh, yeah it's uh, a really interesting result that in the end 
it's an almost surreal night, isn't it? You know, if you're a, particularly if you're a Maidenhead fan, you know, you know, Wrexham coming to town is is probably quite a big fixture for you anyway. And then the next thing you know, everybody's craning their necks trying to like spot these two guys in the stand, and and there they are. You know, the, the, the Ryan Reynolds and Ron McLean have, have have arrived in the country and have, have have come to see their team, and they're at Maidenhead. But you know, we we joked in the first half and said, you know, you. you couldn't write a script like this and well actually you could you know we we spoken to a Wrexham fan who, who just happened to be at the game this evening and said what happened today was probably the most Wrexham thing ever you know the owners turn up they go 2-0 down in half and have a man sent off get back to 2-2 uh, you know goals from Mullin I think got the first yeah. one there and yeah Jordan Davis with yeah. the equaliser but then yeah yeah Kelly gets the winner for Maidenhead and um, it's it going to be a really interesting episode of the documentary when that one comes out <laughs> They might have to edit that part out, mightn't they? Uh, airbrush it all out. Um, <laughs> other results as well this evening. Woking, they lost 2-0 at Yeovil. Um, and also down at the bottom was a big win for Weymouth. They beat the shot by two goals to nil. Mark Mosley facing his former side and, and not coming out um, on top at all there. It was uh, two goals there from Leslie Smith and Thompson who got the goals for them. And, and an the shot in deep trouble. So Dover are struggling in the league and uh, it didn't go any better for them in the FA Cup. They lost their replay in the end at Yate Town. There was a bit of needle after the replay last week had been called off because of floodlight failure, but they've, they've gone and done it and uh, it's fair to say they're celebrating on Twitter over it. Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic night for Yate. They've, as I say, they've won 1-0 into the FA Cup first round for just the second time in their 114-year history. On the other side of it, though, you know, we're looking at it from a Dover perspective as a National League club, and it's a it's another dreadful night for Dover, isn't it? You know, we all know about the twelve point deduction and 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 the story that is, as to why they've started the the National League season as far behind as they have. The FA Cup was, you know, something there for them that could, could potentially have given the fans some excitement, and that's gone for them as well now. You know, it, it's 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 just a, a bad season that just continues to be bad. You made a really good point while watching a game, Dickie, about it's so hard to kind of preview a game on Twitter or put a poll up because there's stories in nearly every game, isn't there, so far this season? Well, you know, I mean, that was my thought today before the games this evening. I had a look at the... I thought I'll, I'll pick a few games out of the schedule and, and you know, just say, you know, which, what do you think is the big game of this evening? And I really couldn't, like, narrow it down to, to four or three or to give people a choice. There are just everywhere you look in the National League, there are stories in every game and there's things, wheels within wheels, aren't there? You know, there, there's, there, there's so many great things going on in this league. It's a great league to be a part of at the moment. Um, attendances, you know, we, we spoke about the crowd of over three and a half thousand we've had here at Altrincham this season, which is fantastic on television, looking great for the cameras, a really good game of football. The National League's a great place to be. Yeah, well, there's some games as well in the North and South this evening, more in the South than in the North. We'll get on to the South in a minute, but uh, bouts of COVID in the North meant that there was only six games that went ahead in the end. The big game there, Dickie, he's obviously filed against Spennymore and Spennymore could have got close to filed if, if they'd have won that game, but in the end, filed did win. Yeah, they did. It was a Ben Tollett double for file. They've won 2-0. They could have gone, um, I think they could have gone up to potentially second in the table over, over Brackley or I think it would have just been on goal difference, but just a point behind filed with a game in hand if that they won that one. But filed have rebounded from their loss against Farsley 
uh, the other day, and and they stay top, and they just they just stretch the gap between themselves and, and uh, Brackley and Spennymore um, at, at the top. Um, as you say, there's four postponements in the league. There's been a lot of sort of COVID outbreaks. Um, Boston against York, that was another big game this evening. Over 2,000 people in at the uh, Jenkins Community Stadium and Boston came out on top in that one by a score of 2-1. to one. Uh, Chorley and Kidderminster, there was 1-1 one, one there. I think we Chorley are now eight games unbeaten. Kidderminster had a man sent off in that game as well but um, managed to hang on for a point. Looking elsewhere in the league, Chester... Chester had a, a thrilling 3-2 win over Gloucester. Uh, they were a goal behind, they levelled, then Gloucester went 2-1 up and it looked as if um, the points might be heading on the way back down the M5 ultimately, but two goals late on Simon Grand and George Glendon with a winner for Chester. And 98th minute, that one. 98th minute. Yeah. Chester make a habit of this. Chester do make a habit of winning games late on, particularly Tuesday night games under the lights. I think we'll have to make a, a plan to get ourselves up there for one of them fairly soon. But um, yeah, some much much needed breathing space there for uh, Anthony Johnson and Bernard Morley as, as managers as well. Um, pretty routine victory for Leamington over Farsley. That was 3-0. Farsley didn't get there until late. They were delayed on the motorway and they probably wished it hadn't started at all because they've lost 3-0. And we must say congratulations to Southport. Their first points or their first win of the season. Uh, 3-0, they've had a victory at home over Darlington. There was a penalty saved in the final minutes from Tommy Taylor as well, which would have made it 4-0 to Southport. Two men sent off in a scuffle at the end of the game as well. Bainbridge for Southport and Luke Charm and Darlington's leading scorer. So they're potentially going to be missing him for a few games. Yeah, and in the south, I mean, there was some real drama there. I mean, there was plenty goals are plenty in the south, and there was lots of come from behind victories as well. Uh, Eastbourne were three one up against Darkin in the end. Darkin won by four goals to three. A, a dramatic game down there in Surrey, and it was goals from Fuller, McShane, and, and Ed Harris who got a double in that game. It was Harris who got the winner in the end in the 75th minute. Also, Tom, I know he wasn't happy uh, with Hampton and Richmond's performance. He said he could hear screaming from the dressing room at half-time as they were 2-0 down, but they somehow came back to win by three goals to two. Uh, Nico Muir with the winner there. Um, also, that man, the hot shot across the uh, the national division, Sean Jeffers, he got a hat-trick this evening. St Albans won by four goals to one. I think we worked it out, Dick. He's got 14 in seven now. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. Yeah, an average of two goals a game over your last seven games is some going, isn't it? Yeah, and he's got form for it as well. I was looking at it um, a couple of seasons ago. He got 20 and 13. So um, he's absolutely flying at the minute. Also, up, uh, a massive win for Slough there. They beat... Bath. The brilliantly named Alfonso Tenconi opened the score in there, so uh, that put Slough on the way to victory over Bath and a much-needed victory as well for Slough, who down at the bottom. Having a walk, Louisville, as I say, their funny season continues. They fell behind to Hungerford early on, Ryan Seeger scoring there, but uh, it was an equaliser on the hour mark from Jamie Collins. that He rescued a point for having Billy Clifford was sent off in the 63rd minute. And Ebsley, they won by two goals to nil against a Braintree. Rakesh Bingham with a penalty there. And Dominic Polion with the second seven minutes from time. And it finished Dulwich nil, Maidstone nil. And also Hemel Hempstead, big win for them. They won 2 nil away at Chippenham with uh, Freddie Hines scoring the winner there. 
So that is your lot. Uh, thank you very much for joining us for this and listening to this midweek special podcast. We, we've really enjoyed it this evening, haven't we? Yeah, it has. It's been a really good occasion. Um, it, clearly, it's always good to be in your company and, and, and to talk football and all the other stuff that we tend to talk about when we get together. But it's been a really good occasion here at Altrium. Uh, yes, this game was on TV, but I think we were the winners by you know getting out and, and actually being here to watch the game in the flesh. That's how football should yeah. be watched. Um, you know, so look out for a National League game near you and get out to one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, give us a follow on Twitter at, at NL Full Time, and it's also NL Full Time on Instagram as well. And subscribe to us, and you can hear every episode back. Uh, until then, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you all very soon. <laughs>